The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. This episode, like every other episode of the EP Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks over at the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They're right on the corner, 99th and Pulaski, iconic building, and they want you to know, well, you already do know, it's back to school time. And no matter what that looks like for you, First National Bank of Evergreen Park can set students up for success with a student checking account. Whether they're starting their first job or heading off to college, students will have the resources they need to manage their money from anywhere. Online, mobile banking tools like remote check deposit, cardless cash, and more. To open up a student checking account today, visit bankevergreenpark.com student EP. No minimum required to open member FDIC. Hannah, we have our guest down here that pops in from time to time. Yeah. It's been a few weeks because I went on vacation. He went it's on vacation. It's been about a month. John Brand from Open Outcry is here. What's going on, guys? How are you? I'm good. Glad to have you. I'm good. Remember last time, John, when we talked? It was right before my vacation, and I came limping into the bar because I was playing 16-inch softball. Remember, I sacrificed myself on the altar of sport. Yeah, you stretched one out at first, right? No, no, well, I... I <laughs> It turns out I thought my foot was broken when we talked. Okay. Turns out that I had a massive contusion of my, on my heel. I a went bruise. to go get an x-ray, but it was such a deep bone bruise that I spent the entire vacation with a walking stick. You know how mad my wife was at me? We're going to hear from her just a little bit because I have a plan for her while you're down here. I walked around the entire trip with a giant walking stick like I was Moses. My opinion of you is changing in real time. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. And 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 she was so mad at me. Like I mean, like ev- like she she had to like carry stuff down to the beach. Everybody had to carry stuff because <laughs> I couldn't carry anything when we would go down to the beach the entire trip. It was absolutely brutal. But anyway, the foot healed enough that it's just a little bit of pain. So yesterday, Lord, it's a miracle. I decided to return <laughs> to my 16-inch softball team. I had taken two weeks off. Okay. Okay, You're so now we are we are three weeks since the injury. This is like Willis Reed emerging from the bowels of and Madison I, Square Garden. I show up because it's taco night. <laughs> My team is eating tacos. They had tacos brought in for the entire team. And so I wasn't missing taco night. And I, I go to my coach, and I'm trying to be smart about this, right? I go to Norm Anderson, who's a village trustee here in Evergreen Park. He's the guy who drafted me on his 16-inch softball team. And I go, Norm, I can't run. Um, I can kind of walk. So just make me a catcher and I will need a pinch runner whenever I get the first. And he's like, all right. Now here, John, first of all, to show off the incredible skill that is Chris Lanuti's uh, softball expertise, I went two for three, unable to run the first base. slapping it around all over I the field? I popped two, two soft line drives right in between the shortstop and the left fielder coming in. Okay. And the third one, the guy had to die for the ball to get it because I almost got three of them in there. All right. So I went two for three. But we go into extra innings. At this moment comes the story that I want to share with you. The guy who pitches for us, I'm going to give his name. His name is Steve Lascola. Steve is well into his 70s. He's the oldest guy in the league. He's a great guy. He's in church every single day. He's an evergreen park guy. The Lascola's have been around forever. And Thanks for park. benchmarking the level of athleticism we're talking about on okay. the field. But go ahead. So <laughs> Steve 
Steve just pitches. That's all he kind of does. <laughs> and and I'm he's he's pitching to me, and it's in extra innings, and we're in the bottom of like the ninth inning. You only normally play seven. And they have two on and two out. And the ball gets hit into the gap. And the first guy coming around is heading towards home. And a missile gets thrown the home plate. And I throw my hand up as it's going over my head and injure my finger trying to grab the ball as I jump up. Well, of course you did. So now I come down. I'm like, oh, my God, I think I broke my finger on that ball when I threw it up. Because, you know, you you don't catch the 16-inch softball the right way. You can hurt yourself. Meanwhile, the ball goes behind me. The, the 70-some-year-old man who's pitching runs for the ball behind me and does a baseball slide on his hip into the fence at the backstop, <laughs> picks up the ball, and he's yelling, the other guy's coming. I take three steps back, find home plate. He throws me the ball from his back. He's in his 70s. He throws his ball from his back. I catch the ball, turn around, and put a tag on. Right there, the game is saved. We end up winning in the next inning, right? I'm inspired. I know. It's inspiring, right? <laughs> yeah. But you're not inspired by me. I'm inspired by the 70-year-old. You're inspired by him. We need to get this guy on the, the show. 70, the 70-some-year-old guy. Yes. He slid across the ground, came back, and pitched his way through the next inning, and they won the game, right? I'm the guy who woke up this morning. I can't even put my ring on. My finger is so swollen. Oh, it on is the swollen. One hand. I see it. it. Somehow, the 70-some-year-old guy, when he whipped the ball to home plate, Seems to have injured my thumb when I caught that one. So I have two hands that don't work. It's like I have flippers. I have flippers. I woke up this morning unable to hold a cup of coffee in my hand. So is this segment of the show the retirement announcement? No, this just no. shows how much I care yeah. about the sport. You wanted to go Once for again, my team won tacos. a game because I sacrificed myself on the altar of sport. That's what you do, John. That's what you do. And this is why... We all follow you. <laughs> what are you going to be doing at 70, 71? Meanwhile, meanwhile, the guy who's in his 70s checking on me afterwards, telling me, don't tell your wife that you're injured. He's perfectly fine. The, I think He's real, perfectly fine. The real question is, what, is this, what did this man do for the last 70 years to preserve himself? I don't know, but do I want to know. I bet you, it's, I bet you, like he he lived respect. No, he didn't. And he's, he sits he's around, a, he drinks beer with us. Like he's totally like he does and he's everything. He's a village trustee. No, no, no. no. The, the village coaches. trustee is the guy who who coaches a team. This is just a, a guy from the neighborhood. Guy, we got to talk to this guy. We got to have him. On. I got to know what the secret is. We're gonna get him on. Next it's time. probably whiskey and cigars. I'll bring him in here. Secret sauce. We'll get him to sit down. We'll talk with him about why it is that he's able to just go out there and throw his body over all over the field and he's fine. And I I injured both hands. I'd literally. Love I'd love to hear his side of the story. <laughs> it is now time for EP Podcast Word on the Street, brought to you by Creaky Bone Bomb. You've heard of Cool Clouds right here in Evergreen Park, local business, Evergreen Park residents that run it. They've launched a brand new business over the last year or so that is taking off nationwide. Creaky Bone Balm, a CBD topical that does not break the bank. An effective hemp-based CBD in a rejuvenating balm, always free of preservatives and chemical additives. Check it out, creakybone.com. If you're marking your calendar, Saturday, September the 11th is going to be a busy day in Evergreen Park. 
Yukich Field, 89th and Kedzie. The Memories to Go Village-wide Garage Sale is going to be going on. Rain or shine, it starts at 9 a.m. and goes until 2 p.m. If you want to sell something out there, 50 bucks to be indoors where the ice rink is or outside for 35. More details at evergreenpark-ill.com. Also on 9-11, Most Holy Redeemer's Barbecue Bash returns, and the Ron Burgundies will also take the stage. 20 bucks in advance, 25 at the door, a BYOB event, but you get ribs from all kinds of competitors, including myself. And I'm bringing a secret weapon this year. John Brand is coming. Open outcry brew at my tent, baby. And don't forget on Saturday, the 21st of August, the vintage typewriter type-in. Len Panuski last week telling us he's invited Tom Hanks. Yes, that Tom Hanks to attend. Tom Hanks has not responded yet. I'm working on it, Glenn. Noon until 4 p.m. at the Evergreen Park Senior Center, 9547 South Holman Avenue. More details, evergreenpark-ill.com. Well, are you okay? I'm okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I am. I'm okay. Are the, cho- are the chores getting done around the house? Yeah, I mean, like this... Are you able to lift beers to your lips? No, you know, are I'm not drinking beer. Paid? I'm not drinking beer. I, 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 I was worried about telling you this. I went on a no-carb diet. Oh and I've lost seven pounds in seven days. Well, I can tell. Okay. You know what? That was mean. I have to lose weight because clearly I'm so out of shape that every time I step on the softball diamond, so, I injure myself. So you're losing. You gave up beer because you I just, are injury I, prone on the softball diamond. I gave so, up carbs. I okay. missed the beer. All yeah. right. So I'm going to get back the beer in a couple of weeks. This okay. is the plan. Well, you're only doing this for carbs. two weeks? No, after the initial induction uh, so then phase you can start Atkins, cheating. I can start cheating from time to time. Well, then the cheating escalates, doesn't it? Yeah, I understand how the cheating escalates, okay, <laughs> The, the diet de-escalates. All right. So, <laughs> but the thing is, that's why for your, you know, I know you brought in beers. I asked my wife, Erica, to come down here. Okay. And she's going to taste the beers. Taste the beers on your today. behalf. On my behalf. So let me get this. Can I, sum, let me re- repeat back to you what I just heard. Everything you've heard tonight. Yes. Go ahead. So. You're a middle-aged man. Yes. That's not in the best of shape. Right. That continues to injure yourself while playing sports. Yes. And as a result, you're having your wife drink your beer for you. That kind of sums it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made Hannah burp. We made Hannah burp on the microphone. Yeah. That's amazing. That was Hannah, this, not me or John. This show Hannah. is going spectacular. <laughs> it's summer in Evergreen Park, and right now you're thinking to yourself, where can I get together with family, friends, have some traditional Irish food and incredible cocktails, or just have the perfect pint of Guinness poured for me? Porter Cullen's Irish Pub and Restaurant has fine Irish dining, catering for any event, is family-friendly, and now has a brand-new private party room and video gaming for those 21 and over who want to try their luck at the slots. The beautiful brand-new private room at Porter Cullen's holds between 12 and 25 for seating and up to 30 for drinking. And the adjoining brand-new private gaming room Play games in private and receive service for drinks and food while you play. Go for the corned beef and the fish and chips and pop back and check out the brand new facilities at Porter Cullens. Porter Cullens is located at 3541 West 99th Street. Find out more at portercullens.com. Join me down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar. He's been on the show before. Tom Mullally is uh, not only a member of the Evergreen Park Fire Department, 
but he's also a member of the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary. And he came in here, I want to say, last summer, right, Tom, was when we met? Yes, sir. And and you you were talking not only about stuff going on in the in the EP uh, Fire Department, but a lot of interesting stuff about what you do with the Coast Guard Auxiliary. And in the middle of the summer here, you were just giving me some very interesting stats about things that are going on with people when they're getting in the water. I think that after COVID, people forgot how to drive. They may have forgotten how to swim. And how to how to ride in their boats and how to put on a life vest and I and you reached out to me and you're like I would love to to go over this with the people of Evergreen Park. So I, I what what are you seeing? As uh, so we were talking before earlier, um, in 2020 there were 56 drownings on Lake Michigan and 109 drownings in the entire Great Lakes. Uh, with the pandemic, people have been buying boats left and right because it's a floating island. They don't have to worry about being isolated and they can stay with their family. The problem is you have the money, you can buy the boat. Now, how do you work it? Um, the safety factors are probably one of the biggest things the Coast Guard really tries to instill in a boater, recreation boating. Um, like today, for example, we after storms last night, I would recommend anybody go out on the water to, to go to NOAA.gov website or weather.gov slash lot, L-O-T, and look at your uh, warnings out there. Today, we're talking and Thursday, and they got four to seven foot waves out there. Um, not good for small crafts. Also, rip currents. Um, we lose lots of people to rip currents. And uh, not only Lake Michigan side, uh, uh, Illinois side, Indiana side, state of Michigan side, uh, throughout. So anytime we have north winds or northeast winds, those waves get bigger. And that's something you want to take a look at the uh, watches and warnings off the weather.gov slash LOT. Also, for new boaters, uh, there's something that probably most of them don't know about is local notice to mariners. These are come out weekly. You can sign up for free emails. They can tell you all the things that maybe this there's a sunken boat off this harbor or this entrance. It happened last week. You don't know about it. You will if you go and look at the Lotus. So there's a way to keep track of what's going on, especially if you're going out in the Lake Michigan. Exactly. Like, you know, like, hey, if, I, if I'm if i going out on the lake, and I I have I know people that are starting to go on the lake for the first time. They, they've never had a boat and have gone and gotten them. There, there's so many things that happen in the lake. People don't understand the amount of ships that sink out there. And they become obstacles that you can run into. The, the one thing we tell when we teach boating safety classes is they say, oh, I have a cell phone. That's nice. You talk to one person only. If you have a marine radio, everybody hears you. Right. So that way, if, you know, that's, it's, you're a portable, it's better than nothing. A cell phone, granted, but you got more than three miles offshore and you're not, you may or may not hit a cell tower. Um, also, if the boaters were strongly recommend you do the uh, boating safety classes. Um, you can do them online. Uh, it, the Par- Illinois Department of Natural Resources offers them online. But uh, in-person classes are ones we kind of recommend. You can ask questions. It's a two-way conversation. Right, right. If somebody wanted to take a boating class, let's say, and they're listening to you and they're like, all right, I want to be safe while I'm out there, and I, I've gotten a boat, or I'm going to be renting a boat, or I'm going to be taking the family out on a boat, is there a location, a website, something like that, where they can get a list of all the different classes and they can see, you know, how do I sign up? What does it cost? Things like that. You got it. Um, the CGAUX.org, CGAUX.org is uh, Coast Guard Auxiliary's website. On that site, uh, there's a spot that shows, shows boating education. Okay. Click that. It'll then come up a list of approximately 17 courses. Click the course, type in your zip code. It'll show you where the next course is being held. Okay. And are these all put on by, like, private institutions, or is the Coast Guard doing this? Coast Guard Auxiliary. So the Coast Guard Auxiliary is basically trying to—they've got a ton of things available for people 
a lot of resources for you to be able to know what you're doing when you go out on the water so you don't go out there blind. Like one of the things that I've been thinking about doing, and I brought it up on my most recent vacation to my wife, every time I go to the ocean, I talk about the fact that I would love to get a sailboat. I, I, I have a friend of mine who has uh, who sails all the time. He took me out maybe five years ago in Annapolis and we were going along and I kept thinking these big giant boats these people are in are worth like a like a million dollars. And he's like, no, nah, that's like a hundred and a half. He's like, that's it's like buying a condo. And I'm like, really? And I just keep thinking to myself, like, I could live on the ocean, fish for my food, but I have to figure out how to boat. Right. I mean, like, that's the thing. It's not easy. I have to take some lessons. I got to figure out how to do all this stuff. You know, it's like a, a water RV. Right. You have a, on the land, you got your, your stop signals, your, your lane markers. Uh, stop signs, pedestrian right-of-ways. On the water, you got to have knowledge. Uh, people with sailboats are probably one of the best, most respected people I know in, as sailors. They know the seas. They know the boat. Sailing is not easy. Very, very difficult. Um, as you were led into begin, in the beginning of this conversation about life jackets, I cannot stress enough. It's, you have, if you're under 13 years of age, you have to have a life jacket on state law, federal law. Uh, if you're below cabin, where you go and you're not seeing the sky, you can take the life jacket off. Everybody else, we recommend you at least put the life jacket on and fit it before you leave. If you ever try putting your life jacket on in the water, it's not easy. Oh, it's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult to do to put one on. I mean, like, we have a we have a lake cottage in Indiana, my folks have, and, like, it's it. I'm a very good swimmer. So sometimes I just want to jump in real quick, take a swim, and then I'll be out there. I'll be like, throw me a life vest so I can float out here for a little bit, right, with the kids and stuff. And it is a difficult thing to get on when you're out there. Like, you expel a lot of energy getting it on. And I can imagine if you just got knocked off a boat, it probably is impossible. So having it on is probably the best course of action when, yeah, you, when you're out there. Exactly. And, yeah. And even if you just fit them, we have the hello, my name is. Put your name on a sticker and put it on that life jacket so you know that one's yours. I don't know. In a panic while the boat is tipping over, I'm yeah, grabbing the first life vest. <laughs> I don't care if it says, hello, my name is Sally Ray. I'm like, that's mine. <laughs> Too bad, Sally. This one was closest to me. I'm going in. <laughs> going in. <laughs> are, you, I, are you seeing more kayakers? Like oh when we God. when we drove <laughs> When we drove to the East Coast over the last month and drove back, I made a comment to my wife. And then I think later on the trip, my daughter was up in the front seat with me. I said something to her. And both of them were like, I hadn't even noticed. But after I pointed it out, they were like, you're right. I don't see as many bikes on bike racks, but I saw an awful lot of kayak racks. Like so many cars on the interstates going around and they've got two kayaks up on the top of it. It's like kayaking became like a thing. Like people were sitting at home during the pandemic and they're like, you know what I always wanted? A kayak. And I've got nothing but time. And I can go do a kayak and stay away from people during this lockdown. And everybody bought these things, and they're everywhere, and they flip over very quickly, right? You gotta, you know, kayaks are, are fun. But I'll, I'll give you an example. I was down Chicago River um, downtown, oh, June first. I could walk across the river people, on a kayak. I'm sorry, people get in that river. Oh yeah, that river is gross. Uh, <laughs> not only that, they're renting them to tourists. Oh, oh, gross. Dave Matthews Band dumps their waste into that river. Are you kidding me? You all see those paddle spray when they... <laughs> oh, oh, that's terrible. Uh, help me have your hepatitis shots. Um, so, but that's... Uh, it's seriously, they're, they're kayakers. You, you can't go out past sunset. Right. Uh, same with jet skis. You know, it's... And also towing people, you know, towing people on nice little tubes and stuff. Great fun. If you're going to be towing people, you got to have an orange flag. 
A lot of people don't know that. You have to have an orange flag. It's state law. Uh, Chicago police will bust you if you're not. But those are those are some of the, the things we want to talk about. Oh, and you know, people may be interested in joining Coast Guard. Yeah, I was waiting for you for you to give your pitch. You gotta do the pitch. Right. Um so CoastGuardAux.org again, it's another place where you can join a flotilla. You know, those are are like our troops, Boy Scout troops. So we mine them out of ninety uh, fifth street in the lake by uh, station Chicago. It used to be called Station Calumet Harbor. They renamed it Station Chicago. So we meet once a month. You know, if you, if you put your zip code in, they'll give you who the closest flotillas are. And, and I would say check a few of them. Some, some like to get a public education. We teach classes all the time. They're not so much in the vessel checks, operations on the water. Uh, others aviation. We do have an air wing. So if they go into cgox.org and say join, which is across the banner at the top, they'll say type in your zip code. They'll put a few names in there. They'll come up with a few options, and also there'll be electronic and automatic notification. Hey, you're interested. Those are those are the parts. Uh, it's a great organization. Uh, it's pure volunteer. You don't get paid for nothing. You do work with the active duty. You do, you can't. But I get to get on a boat, right? Oh, you get the if you right. take the class. Well, gotta, I mean, I, I, you got to take the class. Want to take the class? What's the point in being the auxiliary if I don't get to get on a boat? <laughs> uh, we got the. There's two levels. There's boat crew. Right. Which means you work as a crewman on the boat, and one's a coxswain. And, He's and, the one in charge. All right. Is that the captain? That's the captain. Is that the guy that gets to drive the boat? No, that's just the helmsman. Oh. Oxen is the one who takes the military orders, because under orders, we are part of the Department of Homeland Security. We actually are a government vessel. All right. Even though it's my own boat. What are, what are you? I am a coxswain. All right. You're in charge. I'm the patrol, yeah. But you don't do any driving. I do. Oh, it's okay. my boat. <laughs> <laughs> Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Tell, tell me about your beer and what you brought in here. And my wife is down here now. Erica will be joining us and she's sitting down at the bar and she's going to help us out with uh, tasting uh, John Brand's beer. So essentially, John, this is your pitch to the ladies. You have two <laughs> ladies and now you got to tell them like, ladies, come out into my brewery. Well, you did. You did give me a warning that we were going to do a, 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 I guess a female palate taste testing yeah, tonight. So I brought, exactly I brought two doing. beers. You underestimate my tasting ability. Well, no. <laughs> I've, I've Hannah, upgraded from the basic stuff from Hannah, like I've two seen years you ago. drink, and I know that you drink just about everything. Listen, so. two, two years ago, there'd be no IPAs in front of these ladies, and you brought That's in That's all in IPAs. my fridge, so, IPAs. I mean, like that, that is it, very true. You've kind of changed the palates of both well, of them. to be clear, craft beer actually has has gone, has gone gained a wider audience, and it's, it's no longer just dominated by... By men, in fact, about half craft beer drinkers right now are women. So uh, that uh, I guess that old view that uh, craft beer necessarily wasn't for women—that's been dead for a, a couple of years now. That's uh, awesome. Half, half our customers are women. Uh, there, there definitely are differences in the palates between men and women, and the two beers I brought tonight uh, are probably ordered um, are more popular with with uh, women in our in our brewery than some of the other beers. Uh, the first one we're drinking is, uh, we've talked about this beer on the show before. This is the Speculator with lemon and lime. And it's it's quickly become one of our top three beers and probably our most requested beer. We're now uh, putting together batches of this almost on a weekly basis, and it sells out 
really quick. Uh, Will Turner, our head brewer, every Thursday will hand zest lemons and limes, and then he'll, add, he'll introduce those lemons and limes to the keg, and then to uh, to a keg of speculator, and then um, we sell this. This sells really well throughout the weekend, especially when the weather is warm. It really is. It's refreshing. It's crisp. It's uh, got uh, just a perfect amount of citrus notes to to it, and it's um, it's only four point eight percent too, so you can drink a ton of it. The last time I was in there, it felt like it was a big seller, just because of the fact that I I noticed just sitting at your bar multiple orders of it mm-hmm. going up and down the bar. Like it is is definitely becoming like your big summer beer. It for sure, for sure. This uh, when this is on, this is the number one requested beer on the on the draft tower for sure. All right. Well, let's let's ask the ladies what they think. Erica, do you want to go first? Yes. Because I Hannah talks too much. Question. I actually have a question. Okay. So, does Will have a science down to what he's zesting? Like, does he have a certain like ratio yes. that he puts in? Because I've had this before, and I have to tell you, the one that you brought today, I I I taste more lemon in it, and I think it's delicious. See, I taste more lime. Weird. I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say I taste more lime this time. This around. is exactly how I thought. So this the was answer to that. <laughs> This is exactly how Chris, I thought this was going to go. Is it the same all the time? Chris, you sure? Is it the same variety of lemons and limes? I don't know. It's exactly uh, how I, I thought this was going to go. Let me answer the question. So, uh, <laughs> Continue. Uh, Will is one of those brewers that takes a, a tremendous amount of notes, and he measures everything, and then we put the beer out there, and then we ask for feedback in the tap room. He has, over the last year, that we've been doing this beer for about a year, has been asking for feedback, getting feedback, and making adjustments to it. So over time, this beer has changed slightly, and what you're tasting right now is a result of all the feedback we've received in the tap room. And uh, I do agree. I think that balance of lemon-lime is perfect. I think it's subtle. It doesn't dominate the beer. So if you're not into fruit beers, it's still a refreshing beer to order, and your palate's not uh, completely overcome by the lemon-lime. I think what makes this beer... Most special, though, is that is true. This isn't flavoring. This is Will in the back using a hand zester, zesting pounds of limes and lemons, and then measuring that on a scale uh, and adding adding it to individual kegs. So there's a lot of precision behind this beer, too. We were all having just like a a fruit-flavored ale, and it had an aftertaste. After you drank it, you would still taste the fruit in your mouth, and you don't have this with the speculator. You taste it when it goes in your mouth, but it's not like overwhelming and it's, you're not going to be tasting it. It's you know, the same afterward. in the nose as well and in the bouquet, right? So when you, when the bouquet, when you, the bouquet, when you bring, when you raise the See, glass, I smell you, lime, Erica, I smell lime. Oh my God. It's like a key lime pie. Stop it. The it two does. Of you. So that's what it reminds me of. It, when I, it reminds me of, uh, it has a key lime pie type note to it. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I think when I drink it. I still get the lemons too, so don't feel embarrassed. <laughs> No, I, I. it's a balance of both. It, it definitely is. is. It is. And I love that you guys put so much thought and that you also ask your customers what they're into. And you're able to take that feedback and bring a product that people come out and get. I mean, I'm sure it's very refreshing out there on your patio and stuff like that when it's when we have 90 yeah. degree weather or like how it's yes. been. Like, I would want to drink pictures of this. All right. Before we get out of here, I want to real quick have him taste this other one if we can do that. Oh, yeah. Because you said you brought in two and I don't want the listeners to think that we just got sat down at the bar and drank and it wasn't to their benefit. I want we, the listeners to We started to light. We're this. moving on to the Lewis Winthrop, which is which is a New England IPA. It's Winthorpe, right? Winthorpe. 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 Lewis Winthorpe. Yeah. I got Lewis my letters backwards. His full name is Lewis Winthorpe III. Ooh. Ooh. Have you ever seen the Winston movie Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd? Yes. 
And Eddie Murphy, this yes. the beer name is inspired by that movie. Of course it is. Uh, Lewis Winthorpe is one of two of our flagship hazy IPAs. It's on draft probably every other month. We, we, we alternate back and forth between the Lewis Winthorpe and Open Interest, which is another beer that we drank on this show before. Girls? Drink I, it, tell us about it. I want to say this is the IPA you brought over to the show. That was actually my first IPA to ever have. When was that? About a year, over a year ago? It was oh, over a year ago. ago. It was before COVID. It was definitely yeah. before COVID. And Back when the world wasn't insane. Right? And you guys were like, oh, you're such a wino. And you know nothing. I did. I knew nothing about beer. But I, I love this. As someone who had never drank beer before. And now, what is, Erica, what's my favorite beer? This is one of your favorite beers. It has to be a hazy yes. IPA. That's what's in my fridge. That's what I always go for. So this was a good gateway beer for me. Uh, and now Hannah comes in like she did the other week. She texted and, me. She was like, hey, was I drinking know, but I'll cry. Getting like, uh, what was, getting growling. Because I saw you. You were in the right. corner drinking American Wheats with cherry puree for about 12 <laughs> hours. For me, that's a rewarding thing. From a gal that was a wine drinker that really didn't drink beer, especially craft beer, and now comes in and is drinking American weed ales or fruited cream ales or IPAs or I've even seen you with uh, Russian imperial <laughs> stouts in your hand. That's a reward. That's a rewarding thing for me to see. It's amazing. Real well, quick, thank you. real quick, because I know we're up against it here. Just real quick, Erica, what was your take on the beer? My take is this is the one that I order almost all the time that I do go into open outcry. Um, just like John said, um, I was a wheat beer drinker, so I was really into the citrus notes. And then I was like, well, I don't see a wheat beer on here, so I'm going to try something different. And my husband's like, there is a citrus note there, so you're going to like it. And it, it's definitely it's definitely one of the best ones in my book. John Brand, Open Outcry Brewing Company. Check them out. 10934 Southwestern Avenue. Beautiful deck up top, beautiful room downstairs, beautiful bar down there, beautiful people serving beer, and this beautiful guy over here uh, is is running the whole thing and doing a great job. Thanks so much, my friend. Thanks, baby. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the dude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.